and welcome to this week's show where we find ourselves in San Francisco with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery, who are trying to avert an act of lunacy at Alcatraz in The Rock. Alcatraz, The Rock. This the most awesome skunk in America. No other prison in history was more carefully constructed to make escape impossible. Well, what's the matter, fellas? Something wrong with the tour? The tour's over, Bob. But now, the only way to stop the unimaginable. I come straight to the point. 81 civilians are under my control as of this moment. A battery of VX gas rockets is presently deployed to deliver a highly lethal strike on the population of the San Francisco Bay Area. Is to get the one man who broke out of the rock. Oh, I have a unique knowledge of this prison facility. I was uh, formerly a guest here. To lead a chemical weapons specialist and a team of Navy SEALs to break back in. Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer, the producers of Top Gun and Crimson Tide, and Michael Bay, the director of Bad Boys, Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage, Ed Harris. This summer, get ready to rock. This movie is an extraordinary festival of action. One set piece after another, and all under the supervision of stunt coordinator Kenny Bates, who's had more than his fair share of car gags over the years, including Bad Boys, Con Air, and Pearl Harbor. This movie really does have it all, and starts with Sean Connery's Mason throwing a guy over the balcony of a hotel. Stuntman Fred Lerner wearing a harness is dangling 20 stories above the ground. Connery is doubled by Michael Vendrell on the movie, and thanks to a great editor and a very fine hairpiece, you'd never tell the difference. And then there's the car chase.
as with all Michael Bay movies, a car chase is a vital part of the success. Yes, it gives the action team a chance to shine, but it's also a way for the writers to not worry about the next seven minutes on screen and simply write the words crazy car chase where the scene would usually appear in the script. Having said that, the chase is unbelievable. A Humvee driven by Connery is being chased by a Ferrari driven by Nicolas Cage and most of the San Francisco Police Department. At one point, the chase calls for two car turnovers. One is a cannon roll performed by Henry Kinji, and the other is a big pipe ramp performed by Steve Pacerni. Absolute classic action. The difference is evident on screen, but a cannon roll is an explosive charge placed in a cannon, which when triggered by the driver pushes a pole out of the vehicle with such force that it turns the vehicle over. A pipe ramp is much simpler in comparison. Instead of driving a car at a conventional ramp where you must get the wheels up the ramp itself, you simply drive a car at a ramp which is a metal pipe and it's anchored to the ground. You drive at it, straddle the pipe instead of driving the wheels up and at the end is a thing called a kicker which will flip the car one way or the other depending on requirements. These are two very good examples. The tram crash is an interesting twist to a conventional explosion. Firstly, it's buffeted off the tracks by impacts with the vehicles in the chase. Stunt performer Webster Winery is doubling Nick Cage, driving the Ferrari, apart from the crash through the window, where Steve Kelso takes over. The tram explodes, using a cannon again to throw it 15 or 20 feet into the air. The flames licking around the side of the tram was CGI created, believe it or not, but it still looks magnificent. Hello crime fans, I'm Sean Coleman. I'm Chris McDonald. And I'm Rob Parker. We are crime authors. Well, I'm a publisher too. And I'm a giggling buffoon. (laughs) (laughs) We are the Blood Brothers and this is our podcast. Every week we speak to the best and brightest in the world of crime fiction. And embarrass ourselves hugely. No, that's just you. Yeah, definitely just you. Great. Coming to you from the Pod Dojo Network. And sponsored by Red Dog Press. We've got new episodes heading your way all the time. With giveaways and games. Interviews and insight. And laughter. Lots of laughter. Check us out now. On all your favourite streaming services. And give us five stars so we can't be our own one-star superstar. The Blood Brothers Podcast, your one-stop shop for the best crime chit-chat. Stuntman Danny Epper had an explosive experience on this movie too as an explosion throws him through a window inside Alcatraz on fire. Luckily, the editor gave it plenty of screen time. Another fire gag is completed by Terry Jackson, doubling John C. McGinley, who has his legs set on fire and is then killed by Connery. Be honest, if you're going to go, that's the way to do it, right? For me, one of the best gags in the picture is stuntman William Washington, doubling actor Tony Todd, who is the rocket man who's blown out of the window, falls 70 feet, and is impaled on a fence post. It's cleverly filmed with a combination of different types of wire work. It's very, very impressive. Our final word comes from our friend Carl Cefalio who we've spoken to a number of times on this show before. 
He was part of the stunt team that rappelled out of the helicopters and down to Alcatraz at the start of the movie. He's been good enough to remind me of his time filming this sequence back in 1995, and he started by telling me that a fellow stuntman's wife, and the stuntman in question was Bob Brown, had organised silk underwear for the guys to abseil from the helicopter as the weather was bitterly cold. Silk keeps the heat in against the skin, so he's not proud to tell us how he stayed warm. Rehearsals for the abseil happened over a two-day period, one day rappelling from a helicopter and the other from inside a warehouse from the beams about 20 feet up. For the take itself, firstly the choppers flew into the Bay Area and under the Golden Gate Bridge, which was exhilarating. The chopper hovered in place and the team started rappelling out and down to the ground, but as Carl was setting off, the chopper caught an updraft and by the time he got to the end of his rope he was still just over 10 feet in the air. Luckily he jumped down and was safe. But it just goes to show how something relatively simple on paper can print a number of complications along the way. I must thank Carl for this uh, once again and his memory is definitely improving as we hadn't thought about the movie until I mentioned it to him. All of a sudden he comes with memories like this, clear as though it was yesterday instead of 26 years ago. Now, this podcast is brought to you by those lovely people at the Pod Dojo Network. And if you want to find out more about all of their podcasts, you can do that by simply clicking the link below. Until next time, bye for now. Mm-hmm.